Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and in this podcast, I'm going to try to answer that question that we all have got from time to time, which is, should you take capsuled or powdered supplements? And this is a podcast version of an article that you can find on LimitlessMindset.com. You may want to go and check out that article as there's always some helpful links and resources in there that are probably worth your while to take a gander at. And you can find that link below wherever you're listening to this podcast. A new biohacker faces a bit of a dilemma as they begin researching nootropics or anti-aging supplements, which is, should you buy capsuled or powdered stuff? What's the answer? Well, it depends. We're accustomed to seeing supplements and medicine sold on pharmacy store shelves as capsules and pills but that's not always the best way to consume something. The average consumer is used to taking vitamins and supplements as tasteless white capsules, and understandably, they are a bit intimidated by the idea of consuming a weird-tasting powder. In this article, I'll break down the pros and cons of both so you can make the right decision about the form of supplements to take. First of all, let's talk about economics. The major difference is that powders are cheaper. Capsuling a supplement is a tricky, time-consuming process, and the manufacturers pass that cost on to you. When choosing between buying capsuled or powdered, you actually want to do a little bit of math. So you're going to take a look at the label of the product, whether you're looking at that label uh, in a store or online. And so you want to take the product cost and then you want to divide that by the grams that are in it. And that is going to give you the price per gram. But you'll need to take a look at the product's labels and verify how much of the desired ingredient is contained in a capsule or in a serving. Sometimes a 500 milligram capsule will only contain 300 milligrams of the ingredient. So you may need to multiply the number of servings times the dose per serving, and then you'll arrive at the total number of grams of the desired ingredient that's in the product, and then you divide that by the price. And you get, for example, that way, you get a pretty good idea of what you're paying on a per gram basis, and then you can do some accurate comparison. I'll give you an example. NMN, this is a supplement that I'm a big fan of. It's an epigenetic anti-aging vitamin B3 derivative, and it runs $48 for seven and a half grams in the capsuled form. So that comes out to $6.40 per gram. It's not cheap. Powdered, it costs $75 for 
15 grams. So that's uh, $5 per gram in the powdered form. That's a 30% savings, which is not bad. Unless you're a millionaire, you should be happy about saving 30% whenever you can. If you're bad at math or confused, you know, go and check out the article as I have the equations there. Or you can always just email the manufacturer and ask them and they'll tell you. Any decent source of any supplement is always happy to answer questions from prospective customers. Sometimes you'll find that powdered is a significant savings, but it might still actually be smarter to get it capsuled. I'll explain why. Convenience. There's a good reason why the masses choose capsuled supplements. They are a lot more convenient to consume. Drop a capsule or two, wash it down with a glass of water, and you're done. Bada bing, bada boom. Consuming powdered supplements is a bit more of a process. With many supplements, you need to take a specific dosage consistently. So you need to measure out 300 milligrams, 500 milligrams, or a gram, or whatever the clinically efficacious dosage is with a scale. If you're committed to rigorous accuracy in your biohacking, you need to measure it out with a scale every time, which can get time consuming, but uh, you but might not be. Uh, what you can do is you can eyeball the dose after you've measured it out a few times. After you've measured it out a couple of times, you'll be able to just kind of recognize what 500 milligrams of a given powder looks like, and then you can just scoop that out daily, but it's not perfectly accurate. If you were doing a clinical experiment, you would measure it out every single time. Often, powdered supplements come with a helpful little spoon that you can use to scoop out the powder. You can eyeball the dose in the scoop, but it's not quite as accurate as measuring it out every time. If you're taking something like the racetams, which are potent and sometimes pricey, at even small dosages, accuracy is important. With something like Nupept, the, the Nupept protocol that seems to really work for people is doing like five milligrams in the morning, five milligrams around lunchtime, and then five milligrams maybe a couple hours after that. And five milligrams is a, a tiny amount of powder. So that can be that can be quite tedious to measure that out consistently. Capsules contain a consistent dose of a given ingredient in comparison. So if you have more money than time and consistency of dosage is important, then capsuled is better. Some other things. Powders also sometimes taste awful, particularly the synthetic lab formulated supplements like the racetams. If you find the taste of something really unpleasant, then just take it capsuled. There's no, no reason to do a whole lot of uh, suffering of your, uh, of your palate for biohacking. 
Furthermore, powders are messier. Inevitably, you'll accidentally spill powder on the floor or you'll dump it on your desk. Despite these downsides of powdered supplements, I still prefer powdered myself when it comes to the supplements I really like and use regularly because you can get greater quantities more economically. In your experimentation and research, you'll figure out which supplements really work for you and you might as well stock up in bulk on those so you don't have to place e-commerce orders monthly. For the same reason, if I want to try a new supplement, but I'm not sure if I'll use it long-term, I get just a month's supply of the capsuled stuff. When it comes to organic nutraceuticals and adaptogenic herbs, I prefer powdered over capsuled. Here's why. Herbal supplements are much nicer powdered. They have a hearty, earthy taste that makes for a great adaptogenic tea. Uh, they, their absorption is best when taken in a hot tea. With herbs and nutraceuticals, precision dosage is less important. You don't need to do exactly 2.75 grams of ashwagandha daily, for example. You can vary that up. You could just Take a scoop, just make sure that the scoop is more or less the same every day and you're fine. With powdered herbs, you don't need to worry that an extra 500 milligrams are going to result in overstimulation or an undesirable side effect. So you can just eyeball the dose. I take about a half teaspoon of horny goat weed to naturally support my testosterone levels. But before an epic horizontal session with Miss Roseland, I Mrs. do... <laughs> Mrs. 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 She Mrs. corrected me. I always make that silly mistake. <laughs> so before an epic horizontal session with Mrs. Roseland, I do a heaping full teaspoon. Thanks for <laughs> correcting me. Roseland, yes, know? yes. I don't have any horizontal, <laughs> epic horizontal sessions with her. I hope not. No, no, she's in Denver. Yes, she's a ways away. <laughs> unlike, unlike pharmaceuticals like Viagra, you don't have to worry about an overdose of herbs resulting in a penis amputation. Yikes! Oh, yes, that happened to a guy in uh, Colombia. Go figure, Colombia. He took just way too much Viagra and then had a you can an engorged situation going on and uh, they had to amputate and you don't have to worry about that gentlemen with uh, horny goat weed instead moving on let's talk about absorption usually there's not a big difference in the absorption of the ingredient between capsuled and powdered but you'll want to do a little research and find out if biohackers, either on Reddit or Longevity, or the scientists conducting human clinical trials listed on PubMed, are taking these supplements 
sublingually. This means holding the supplement under your tongue so it absorbs into the blood vessels there. If the clinical or anecdotal evidence leads you to believe that sublingual absorption is better, you'll want to dump the powdered ingredient under your tongue and then just kind of hold it there for a couple of minutes so it absorbs into the blood vessels that are there just underneath the floor of your mouth. And if the studies are saying that the sublingual absorption is a whole lot better, then you might want to think tw twice about getting it capsuled. Moving on, let's talk about stacks and multivitamins. Around the internet, you'll find a lot of stacks advertised. Multivitamin cocktails of different vitamins, nutrients, and nootropic ingredients combined in capsules. You actually want to be a little more skeptical of these products, and I'll explain why. When a product contains 5, 10, or, or 15, or more different ingredients, I worry that each individual ingredient may not be of the highest quality. When I find a company, team, or product that focuses on a single ingredient, I know that their quality testing and manufacturing standards will be higher. So I love products like, um, for example, there was Origin, which was a uh, red, six-year red Korean ginseng product. And that's all the product was. It wasn't anything else. They weren't combining it with 25 other things. And you can go and check out Origin red Korean six-year Panax ginseng. I've got it linked all over my website because it's the best ginseng product I found on the market. And you can go and watch their videos. And it's really clear that these guys are just obsessive about the very highest quality Korean Panax ginseng. So that's what I would recommend. Often, when we're talking about the stacks and the multivitamins, these products offer no proof that they actually contain the advertised ingredients. Worse, even more so than that, are those one-a-day multivitamins that you see advertised on TV and sold at the grocery store. I'm sure they've got about 20 different brands of them there at Walmart. They come in these solid multivitamin tablets that are infamously hard for us to digest. They actually often end up clogging plumbing or get stuck in people's bodies and actually show up in x-rays a lot of times. And researchers at John Hopkins evaluating the data from large-scale clinical research warn that multivitamins provide, provide little real benefit. So as a rule of thumb, before buying or consuming a stack or multi multivitamin, demand to see a certificate of analysis verifying the purity of the individual ingredients. There's a couple of excellent nootropic stacks I've tried. They weren't cheap as they contained real high-end, high-absorption ingredients, which they proved with their COAs. But generally, I prefer 
single ingredient products because when you take a stack of multiple things, you can't really draw subjective causality between an effect and an ingredient. Next, let's move on to talking about risks. A concern with powders is confusing them, as many of them look nearly identical. Insufficiently attentive biohackers could actually kill themselves by confusing, for example, powdered paracetam and caffeine. And those two, they I've seen them both powdered and they look nearly identical. If you had them in the same jars next to each other, that's a pretty bad idea. I have no idea why anyone would want to take pure powdered caffeine, but apparently a handful of people kill themselves yearly this way. Less deadly is just the risk of taking too much of a given supplement, which is easy to do with powders. Every veteran biohacker has a story about accidentally doing a mega dose of something and then being overstimulated, getting paranoid, puking, or spending the day in the bathroom. Biohackers do die of overdoses. It's rare, but preventable. Don't be one of them, please. Pay attention to the dosage of what you're consuming. The other endlessly joked about problem with powdered supplements is that they are often conspicuous white powders. Don't travel with these powders as you'll have a lot of explaining to do to any police officer or authority who might see them. As a digital nomad, I've crossed dozens of borders carrying bottles of capsuled supplements and never got a second look from border guards. But if they ever see a bagged powder in your luggage, you must be prepared to present an abundance of evidence to prove your innocence to agents of the state. Also, unless you totally trust your roommates, don't let them see your powdered supplements as they may think that you have a valuable stash of drugs. And finally, don't post photos of them on social media. That is just not a great idea. So those are my thoughts on capsuled versus powdered. Drop me a comment on social media. Let me know what you prefer and why. And I am, again, am Jonathan with Limitless Mindset here with Mrs. Roseland, not Miss Roseland. And I look forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense.
However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.